I'm a true to green. You might know me from things like Metropolitan Correctional Center, Reggie's, and Threads. Welcome to Crime Stories with Intruder Green. Alright, uh, yeah, I know it's been a while, guys. How you doing? I hope everybody's doing real fucking good. Uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's funny how promises work. Like, you say you're gonna do a thing, and then maybe you do it, or maybe you don't. And everybody's like, if you don't do it, then you broke your promise. And I was like, well, was it really a promise, or was it just me kind of bullshitting? Anyway... Uh, yeah, I would love to be doing this podcast more often, and, uh, you know, I'm hoping that I can. We got some good ones lined up, but, uh, you know, finding the time to do it is the problem. It's not about, you know, money, because, you know, I'm rich as fuck, because I was in Mass Intruder, or I am in Mass Intruder, I should say, uh, we just haven't done much (laughs) in, like, a few years now, uh, but, you know, uh, you know, that's not the issue. It's just time. Uh, so I appreciate everybody hanging in there. Everybody who listens. And uh, of course, the Patreons, uh, who I like to refer to as the producers of the podcast. Because basically, like, a producer is somebody who just puts money into a thing anyway. And, like, they can call some shots if they want to. Like, uh, all these people who produce the podcast could just be like, hey, Green, do this or don't do that. And I'll be like, well, you give me money, so I guess I'll listen to you. Uh, speaking of which, the producers of the podcast are Fast Eddie Knowlton, Sarah Koenig, Luke Ellis, and Carlos Hernandez. Uh, thank you guys for hanging in there. I know, uh, yeah. yeah. I was making promises a while ago about making some stickers, and I'm thinking I'm, uh, I got a design, uh, that a guy gave me a while back, and I actually asked for it, and I want to make that happen, uh, but it's like, every time I think I'm like, it's a good idea to make a sticker or something, I'm like, uh, what if nuclear war breaks out, because that's like a real thing lately, and then I'm like, maybe I should save my money, and then I think about it again, and I'm like, or maybe... Why the fuck would I save my money? Like, if nuclear war breaks out, maybe money don't even fucking matter. And uh, I should just be able to say that I made some cool stickers back when shit was cool. All right. Anyway, uh, hopefully none of that shit's going to go down. And uh, we'll get those stickers out one of these days. Uh, But anyway, we got a fucking great podcast. I had a great time talking to the guys from the Bull Weevils. Classic Chicago punk rock, like skater punk rock, I guess I would call them. And uh, good guys. Uh, I saw them back in the day one time, and uh, they were very entertaining. And uh, if you're a fan of that style of punk rock, then you definitely need to. Uh, well, maybe you've checked them out before because they've been around for a while, but uh, they got a new album coming out, and it's real good. Uh, it, it is out. It was out when we even recorded it, but. Uh, when we recorded the podcast, but you know, anyway, uh, that's all there is to say, guys. I'm not. I'm gonna keep this short because the interview goes a little long. I uh, hope to get back to you guys soon with some more stuff because I got. I'm talking to some cool people, and we might even have a sequel, uh, which you keep hearing me refer to in these podcasts coming up. Uh, so anyway, without further ado, I'm with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Intruder Green, an inmate at. Monroe Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Come on, girl, now it's time to go. To a place 
Here we go. The only thing that can stop the mass intruder is Zoom, it seems. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. It's our only weakness. <laughs> hey, we found your weakness I mean, now. I guess technology in general is kind of our weakness, you know. We're much better <laughs> with a crowbar and, uh, you know, some lockpick, uh, lockpick, a lockpick. And... Well, lockpicks yep. are a little complicated, you know. No, like, not the not the ones that are like the two little like, like a hairpin. You know, ha- yeah, hairpins and everything else. They yeah, that, those work. Also, like some sausages that you can feed some guide dogs. Exactly, those that work takes real them good off too. Game. But they're also delicious. So sometimes I just eat them myself. <laughs> so it's like a twofer, you know. Like if you're starving, you can eat them or feed them to the guide dog. Whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever you got to do. Whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I got it. Well, I hope your uh, your bandmates can join us. But if they don't, uh, it's it's great to talk to you. Um, Thanks, I don't know. I don't know if we've ever actually met. Do you? No, know? no, okay. not not. No, I don't think so. Um, I know that's I a pre- weird thing to say, <laughs> but it's like you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you've met you know multiple you know bands and stuff throughout the years, and it's like, well, I've seen those guys, but I don't know if we actually talked to them, and blah 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 blah. You know, right? You know, you guys are usually on the run so quickly, so it's like at shows, it's like we go, I go to a show and see you guys play, and it's like okay, and I never had a chance to actually interact with you guys, which is actually the weirdest sure. thing. So you know, it's like. I mean, such a big celebrity that I am, you know. <laughs> well, you are a big celebrity to me. I saw you guys. I saw you guys play once, and I really was looking forward to this to clarify or see if we could clarify when it was because I can't remember exactly even what year it was. Yeah. Uh, but it was like definitely not in the nineties. Uh, definitely like maybe like ten, eh, longer than that. Maybe like fifteen years ago. At Reggie's, yeah. at Reggie's yep. in Chicago. Yep. I think you played yep. with like 88 Fingers Louie, and it was like a whole yeah. fucking cool, like me as a teenager showcase. <laughs> and I was fucking stoked. Yeah, that would that would be back in the day, the BID back in the day stuff. I mean, since you know those guys in 88 stopped playing, like, you know, whatever, they give up. Well, no, come on, a bunch of quitters. <laughs> bunch of quit my friends are quitters. That's all it is. You know, this is a horrible thing. My friends are quitters. But no, it would yeah, that would be true. That would be back in that day. So at Reggie's great, great place to play. Um, you know, you should have come up and said something, but I mean I couldn't recognize you. Oh, here here goes Ken Weevil coming in. Look at this. Oh, now. he says he's, <laughs> he's called Intruder Ken. So, <laughs> our guitar player. Ken I don't know Weevil, what, what color Ken looks like. Oh, there he is right there. He's like, you know, hanging out. Oh, he's he's hanging out Chicago. in the car. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm eating a hot dog too while, while I'm at it. So Oh, yeah? Too. Well, that sounds delicious. Eating a hot dog in a car in Chicago in the middle of summer. Oh, well, at the beginning of summer, I guess. It's not so right. bad. <laughs> Was that a flaming Hot Cheeto you just put in your mouth? No, it's a tomato. I have an interesting way of eating the Chicago hot oh, dog. Oh, so you're eating healthy. Nice, nice vegetables there. <laughs> First. Well, yeah, so you got- the uh, tomato, the pickles, and the uh, sport peppers, and I eat those as like a little salad before. I eat oh, that. that's right, because Chicago hot dogs like are a whole thing. I've I've heard that. Yes, but I uh, because you know, like we played a lot, you know, in like well, to get into the band stuff, like uh, you guys are on Red Skin now. Yeah, uh, th- like this is your first album, the the one that. Is just had just come out on Red Scare, right? Yeah, first one at Red Scare. It's the first one we've had since God, twenty eight, 
years in the making. Oh, to get, shit. You know, a, a LP out. I mean, we released a seven inch uh, on a local label, um, uh, Underground Communique, eight years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, and those songs made it to the LP. But yeah, this is our first, you know, LP in 28 years, which is wild. That is, that's amazing. And I listen to it and I love it. Uh, so thank you for putting it out. Thank and uh, I'm glad I'm well, yeah, you know, I like to listen to music. It turns out it's a lot of fun, you know, um, <laughs> in between crimes, you got to listen to music, you know, yeah, you or during, you know, crime. like, uh, uh, yeah, hyper the next crime. It's, you know, that's right. That's right. Like, Especially if you're it, a getaway driver. Right. What was it like? Was it Ford Fairlane where they were like, no, no. What's the Bruce Willis movie where he was like singing while he was like. Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. Yes, that's Hudson a great Hawk. movie. I that's tried right. to implement that, but uh, it don't work so good. It's kind of <laughs> like uh, you know, you're trying to be a cat burglar, but you're making a lot of noise. Uh, in those, that's kind of the opposite of what you're supposed to do. Right. Kind of why, like, uh, I like to listen to punk rock when I'm uh, doing crimes, but you know, lots of times you're supposed to be real quiet, and then suddenly your headphone jack pops out of your phone <laughs> or where you. Yeah, yeah, Zoom player or whatever, and uh, suddenly it starts making noise, and you're like, "Oh, crap! I gotta get you out gotta of here now." You gotta get Bluetooth technology. You gotta Bluetooth it up now. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But I'm I'm suspicious of that because then, like, I don't know, it's gonna set off some alarms. Somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna pick it, pick it up. They're gonna steal that signal, and you're gonna get caught. That's what I'm Bluetooth. afraid of. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm worried about it. I agree. I agree. So I'm sorry. I'm not trying to rat you out. I apologize. Oh, it's no all good. Leave the crimes to us. We're right. just staying safe here. Right. Leave the crimes to you two. I'm not yeah. going to get in. I'm not too good at that. I'm not too good. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um. Oh. Well, now I'm way off here. Oh, I wanted to know. The, the reason I even brought that up was because I wanted to talk about like Chicago dogs and uh, you guys are a Chicago band. And yeah. uh, that's special to me because like, uh, you know, I came to see you guys so long ago and I, I'm not even sure Mass Intruder was a band back then. Um, but uh, Chicago kind of became like our uh, almost like a second home to us. Yeah. So. You know, it's cool to to like talk to some people that I, I like from that because I live well. I'm I don't know if I could say I'm living, but I'm definitely <laughs> hiding out in uh, Germany these days. So I'm right. a long ways away from Chicago. Uh, but uh, you know, it's cool. I like well, I like that you able to hide out in Germany and that they don't extradite criminals such as yourself back to the states. Oh, they probably the would if they could find me. But you right, know. <laughs> you got to stay slick. You know, that's right. <laughs> Stay real slick and no Bluetooth because they'll find you really quick. When you put the Apparently, that's what I heard from somebody <laughs> earlier. Well, Ken's talking all that. He knows. Oh, yeah, that. that's right. He's hiding. <laughs> no, no Bluetooth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, Bluetooth. no Bluetooth. But no, I mean, I think you guys have been, um, you know, kind of adopted as a another Chicago, you know, band in some sense that people in Chicago do dig you guys. And it's really cool. And it's hard to break into that. Chicago is very picky about bands that they will um you know accept into yeah. the fold yeah. um you know we're, we're, it helps we're not, to be on red scare i'll say it, that it, it it does it does a little bit you know and, and i mean ken can talk about how that even happened because that was like a, a big long shot you know and i have a long shot but ken worked that and and made it happen when toby was 
adamantly against us being on Red Scare long time. That's oh, the, God. the rumor that he was totally adamantly against us being on Red Scare a long time ago. That's not true, but it kind of is true. But um, <laughs> I showed I showed him what I showed him what was up. You know, eventually, <laughs> eventually, I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. That's true. That's true. All right. Yeah, he probably deserves that. So I'll take, you know, whatever. You got to do what you got to do. It's Chicago after all. You it's know? a Chicago yeah. way. It's a tradition. <laughs> the traditional crime street. Crime street. Right. You know, just show him the way. Ken, Ken's the enforcer. So he put it down. He told him what was up. And then, yeah. you know, Toby complied. And it was like he had to comply, you know, or horses. Now we're all best friends. Yep. Now we're all best friends. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good. Hell yeah. Uh yeah, I would say uh Red Scare is one of the labels that tr- treated us the best. Not that we've had bad treatment by any of the labels we've been with, but uh yeah, I don't know. Toby's, you know, he 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 runs like things pretty simple and uh you know, we get paid on time. He's <laughs> honest about stuff. I mean, that's the thing. He's very honest, straightforward about all the stuff that goes on with the running of the label and with bands. And I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, we're, we're loyal to the end when it comes down to uh, who we work with yeah. and he's definitely a guy who who keeps it up front and doesn't really you know bullshit you on stuff which is, i think is perfect and and he and he, he's also a genuinely cool guy to hang out with actually which is oh good. yeah he's so, a lot of fun for you know, sure puts up puts up with our shenanigans which is great he, yeah shenanigans. <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> um but so then we got to talk about like why and okay, so we do have to get into a crime story. That's supposed to be the main theme of this show. And I started doing that as like a thing where I was like, okay, how do I make my podcast a little better or like at least different from like other podcasts where we're just interviewing like friends and like people that I'm interested in and like getting to know each other. But then it's like, you know, people are basically end up just shooting the shit or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, so how do I do this better? And it was like, oh, we make I could do like crime stories because that kind of became a theme of the show anyway. Uh, but I wanted to lean into it. But now with you guys, I honestly I have. I'm really interested to to know, like, about your band, because you guys you've been going a long time now in the same yeah. band like I, I I've been doing it a similar amount of time, but like not necessarily in the same band. So I I can, but, but you guys, like you took a break and from what I hear it's because somebody uh, became like a life-saving doctor and that would be you, Daryl, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's me. That's me. Yeah. 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 We could be street doc stuff. We could do legitimate doc stuff. So if you're on the run and you need some suturing done or something, I I got you. Hell yeah. Um, Every crew needs a doctor. And yeah, we just, need a good, exactly. we need a guy like you in a van, like right. whether we're doing crimes yeah. or playing shows, it's always useful. <laughs> it's, it's true, you know. I, I the essential nature of it all. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we were doing it for a while way back. I mean, Ken started the whole thing up back in eighty nine, ninety, right? And um, you know, then I, 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 they got me into sing as you know, our former bass player was singing initially, but just for like one show, really. And oh uh, yeah, yeah, you was terrible. Yeah, and so, um, <laughs> and so we, uh, you know, we've been doing it since God eighty nine, I guess, in, in essence, eight, end of eighty nine, and we did take a break after I, they kicked me out of the band when I started residence. <laughs> you guys oh, all right, I didn't, I didn't kick you out of the band. Um, I don't think I kicked you out. 
Not well, you didn't personally do it, but you were still a part of the hatchet crew that put it down. You you wrote the order and it came out and it got <laughs> enforced, is what it was. You can't prove that. That's not provable. I, uh, you're, <laughs> you're right. As I'm, I think my my screen is frozen, but um, yeah. I mean, we we just went about the whole. Uh, I mean, we we broke up for a while. Then Ken and I actually did get back together after we both did individual bands for a while. He was in the feds on Doctor Strange, and I was in the band Landos Forty Five for a little bit of time. And nice. um, we we got back together. We started saying, "Why aren't we just playing shows? Right? Why aren't we just playing music?" And so we did. We started a band that only had one time that we played out at that radio station um that someone recorded we had a band called sadat um back remember that ken i do yeah and so um and we were playing it was fun you know it was it was ridiculous that we weren't hanging out we'd been friends forever and uh then the opportunity came for the bow to play again you know riot fest uh well we played a show in 2003 first but for wluw uh a benefit show for this local radio station at loyola and then we thought we'd never play again. Then we played again for Riot Fest in 2006. And man, kind of the rest is history. We started playing more consistently after that. And we knew, realized it was fun. And if it wasn't fun, I don't think we'd do it, uh, you know, as we, as we do. And, yeah. um, you know, Ken and I have a relationship that is br- we're brothers and we've been doing this forever. And I, I know his tendencies. He just brought three songs to rehearsal just the other day. And, and he, I told him, I said, he knows exactly what I'm going to probably sing when he's playing the riffs, which I, I think I kind of, we, we have this mental hookup that's just amazing. Oh, that's beautiful when you got that. I mean, we sometimes had that with Master Truder, but like, it, yeah, because we played, you know, a similar amount of time. That only comes with like, uh, you know, experience together, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, Ken can, Ken can jump in on that. I mean, he definitely... You know the experiences yeah, that we had to being in, a band, being in a band is a fantastic cover it gets you in any place you need to go so when it comes <laughs> time for crime uh yeah. you know you got an excuse when it comes time for yeah. crime that's the next record right there you go that's time for when crime it comes time for crime comes yeah. time for crime you that's know it right. gets you into places like you know you're, you're but no we, we've had this long-standing friendship and yeah. um and I think on this last record with Essential, all of us in the band have been friends for the longest time with Pete and Pete and Ken and I. And I think that that ability to be that close with each other, our relationships with each other, um, you know, going through experiences together um, have come out in that record. And I think that it, it, it shows. I think it's our best thing to date that we've recorded. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to new stuff that we can put together. Hell yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy to hear that, that you're looking forward to new stuff as well. Um, I I kind of like because I didn't know for sure what the history was, you know, and but I was like, well, I got to find out a little bit beforehand. So I was looking at, you know, the Wikipedia and whatnot. <laughs> and it's like, oh, they broke up because he became a doctor. And I'm like, well, that makes sense, because <laughs> how do you be a doctor and also be in a band? Those, you know. Those both take up seemingly a lot of time. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's, I don't think they're mutually exclusive in their own way. I think you have to have this creative part of your brain that works as well as the oh yeah, you know, constructive part. I of mean, ideally, yeah, yeah. And and I think that's idea. I think that's what's missing with a lot of people is that they don't 
tap into that. They they think they can only be one or the other. They're pretty, you know, not fluid enough to figure out that they can do all these things and be a full on human being, which I think is is advantageous to people to be a full on human being. Absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, I I I it's not always there's a balance. I mean, I, I don't, I can't always do the things we always want to do. I mean, the, to, the ability to travel and do tours and things like that's very limiting based upon my schedule. My schedule is always probably the self limit, the, the rate limiting step in most of the things that we do, unfortunately, but it yeah. also affords us the ability to do certain things, you know, that we couldn't always do at other times as well. Being a physician helps to do that. For so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, Ken, you can chime in. I'm not going to keep on yammering on. Come on, dude. <laughs> I tried to get a word in edgewise. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> like, like crime, being in a band doesn't pay, so you got to do it because you love it. That's the only way to do it. And yeah. you love doing crime. And For you love sure. Doing crime. <laughs> but you got to yeah, do things that you love. Know. We're going to talk about my crimes. Where are we oh, going to talk yeah, about yeah. crime? We are here to talk about crimes. I just wanted to say that uh, to, 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 to like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's to put the, what is it, a cherry on top or a, a pin <laughs> in the cushion or some something about what you said. It's like, you got to do it because you love it, but you also got to do what you love, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, you, pr- you must, I feel like you got to love being a doctor because that, you know, it it probably pays better than punk rock, but it's also not an easy job. No, but no, I, I do. You know, no, I do. Like, I tried to give it. myself. I tried to just you know put stitches in my pants, and that's difficult, <laughs> and that don't even hurt. You know, like so. Uh, it's no, probably it, it, it's yeah. a different thing. I mean, you're dealing with people at the their worst day. You know, at least their perceived worst day. Yeah. Um, especially in my profession is emergency medicine, and um. I do love it. It's an opportunity to deal with everybody on an equal footing, really. You know, there, there's no biases that can be played upon in the emergency department. It's a matter of taking care of everybody at the time of their need. And um, it's an equalizer, you know, for everybody. Everybody's going to come through the ER at some point. You know, most people will. Um, and so regardless of what your background is, regardless of who you are, what your belief system is, I'm there to take care of you, which I think is the ultimate in fairness. Um, and I, I enjoy that. I enjoy, you know, seeing people in the, in their, their, well, it's not the enjoyment. It's just, I'm glad I'm there for the, the, the time that people need me. And it's funny because this kind of goes into the whole thing about what these crime story things that people get involved in. I mean, I, I, I'm not a big personal fan of like true crime story. Oh yeah. And I think, and I think the reason why I'm not a personal fan of them is because I don't, I don't find them to be that intriguing because understanding the, the that it is a real it's it's horrendous the things that people do to each other, right? Oh it's sure. Like, you you experience the aftermath of it or the Yeah. It, it, in reality, in, in real time, and most people don't ever have that kind of experience. Oh, sure. So I think it is one of those things where the 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 primordial inner human being that always wants to stare out and see what the darkness holds. And they, they're afraid of it. And they're like, oh, my God, this can happen if you don't watch where you step. This tiger is going to get you or this tribe's going to get you. You know, I just see that, the aftermath of it. And it's like, it's just my everyday dealing with human beings and how their tragic events 
unfold, whether it's a you know, motor vehicle collision, whether it's because of poor health, whether it's because yeah. of the disease process, whether it's because of humans inflicting pain upon other humans. I mean, I just see it every day. So it doesn't, I don't watch those things and go, oh, this is intriguing. I watch them and go, well, that's just reality, you know? <laughs> and then, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't get me to go, oh my God, my life's better than that. I just know that people all around suffer all kinds of tragedies and it doesn't, I don't get the casualty vampire blood flowing when I see that stuff. Which oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I'm right there with you on that, but, uh, I've, I've listened to some true crime podcasts and a lot of them are just like, and then the, they killed the person. And I'm like, <laughs> why is it always murder? Like, right. What is so intriguing about that? I don't give a shit. I want to hear how somebody pulled off a heist and nobody got hurt, but, uh, some like, Cool shit was stolen, and uh, they've never they, gotten it. They've they jumped out of an airplane and right. uh, got away with it, and it was real cool. Um, it's like you know, you know, no shows like like Cocaine Cowboys. That whole show, yeah. when you watch that movie and you see how these individuals set up the whole idea of dropping, you know, these mounds of cocaine into the water with seaplanes and people going out in their boats and getting the stuff. And it's like, it built oh. up Miami. It's like, I mean, that's like crazy where guys are sitting around a bar and they go, Hey, you want to make some money? He's like, Oh yeah, cool. Let's I got a, you got a seaplane. Yeah. You got boats. Yep. We got cocaine. Cool. Let's drop it off. It's like, that. that's crazy. And they evaded being captured for the longest time by doing this simple plan of dropping cocaine in the water in these waterproof, you know, <laughs> Uh, sealed up things i mean that's that's where you get amazed at the ability of of, of people thinking of crime you know in yeah. some sense i mean well, what's the biggest crime ever i mean the the swindle on the american people by i'm sorry i'm not gonna go yeah, yeah. no 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 see <laughs> this is go. why this is why i like to leave it as an open question and i say you know it's crime stories and do right. you've got one and you know usually people tell a personal story but they don't have to. I'm always open to hear about like your opinions on, you know, uh, you know, I don't fucking. Well, 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 Ken, Ken's committed multiple crimes. Yeah, that's the thing. We got to get to Ken. I know he's <laughs> chopping at the bit to fucking talking no, about. You know, it's okay. What's it's that? Okay. No, no, yeah, crime. Let's see. I was a. I I steal. I used to steal quite a bit. I was a shoplifter <laughs> kind of guy. Oh yeah. Um, became an expert one. at it. Um, and then I got caught, and that was no fun. I got caught. I would just go into like you know, never anything crazy, but go into a Walgreens or a Jules or a you know Kmart, and I just for the thrill of it, I would grab something and try. And then one day, I was in a Kmart and I grabbed something. And I'm walking out, and so you got to be an expert at this stuff. So the truth is, is they can't stop you unless you set the alarm off. Even if they see you, until you're out the door, they can't really stop you. So security guy saw me taking something, and he ran up with another object and set the alarm off himself. Uh, and that was really wow. like... I felt pretty punked at that point. I told him, I said, I, I said that's pretty fucked up that you would shoot that low. <laughs> I mean, wait, hold on. If, if you're stealing, it's pretty fucked up they would stoop that low to set the alarm off to catch you for the thing they witnessed you stealing. Hey, you know, it's a competition. It's a little bit of a competition. Like, 
Oh, for sure. Do it by the book. <laughs> I mean, obviously not. That that guy plays outside the rules. He's a little like uh Mel Gibson character from Lethal Weapon or whatever. Yeah, he's, he was like Murtaugh. Yeah, he's like Murtaugh, <laughs> but you know, a security guard <laughs> at like Claire's or something. Right. So I was able to get Malta, I was able to get out Malta. of that. <laughs> I had to do some community service, but I was able to get out of that. And then I spent a weekend in county once, which was absolutely no fun. And oh, that wow. was for, um, I was driving with a suspended license. So I had gotten a ticket, but my insurance <laughs> was in the suburbs of Chicago. So they sent all the information there to a friend of mine who never told me. So they had suspended my license, and I was driving way on the south side of Chicago. That sounds sketchy as fuck. <laughs> I got pulled over, and all of a sudden, there's like six police cars around, and they're taking me out. And they're like, "There's a warrant for your arrest." I'm like, "For what? For not showing up for a court date?" So they took me to, uh, I think it was Markham, south suburb of Markham, and then put me into the county jail, Cook 26. County Jail, around there. And uh, it was oh, like Cook County. Yeah, twelve. 12 guys in this little cell. Nobody could sleep. Nobody wanted to sleep. All of a sudden, at 4 in the morning, they're banging on the thing, and they bring us to the big Cook County on uh, California. Yeah, 26 in California. 26 in California. So I get there. The first thing that happens is that they make you strip search, right? So I had to got to stand in line. They're taking off all You got to take off all your clothes, get naked. Um, and guy, guy next to me, like, shit himself. No. And that was no fun. Yeah. And then the guards walk up to another guy and just start beating the living shit out of him. Not the guy and who so shit himself, though. Not the guy who shit not himself. Not the guy who shit himself. No. I'm sure he shit himself again. <laughs> and little did I know that this was commonplace in Cook County in those days. And they come back, they wheel him out on a gurney, and they're like, yeah, that fucking guy, he's shot bleach into some girl's veins and said she deserved it, which probably wasn't fucking true to begin with. Hmm. Then they send me to get, like, they, I, I got to do the physical and everything, and I'm standing in line, and everybody's walking in this room, and I figure they're going to make me cough, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I walk in, there's a huge guy in front of me. I see him hold his dick. And they stick the longest fucking Q-tip I've ever seen up his dick. And he's like, oh. and so now I'm shaking behind him. And they're like, hold it, hold it still. And these aren't doctors. These that are was, like guys. To, that was just a crisis inmates. actor to get in a reaction out of you. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't know. I think it might have been. It worked. It fucking worked. So then they had to go through that. Then they gave me a, I'm a big guy. They gave me an orange suit that was like twice, two times too small. So I looked like a bad guy in a little coat. It sucked. Oh, yeah. Then they took me to the cells, and I went to use the phone, and there, the one guy who was there was like, hey, you can't use this phone until everyone else here doesn't want to use it. So I'm like, I'm fucked. They pull everybody to the center. They're like, you got to join. You're either going to be a people or folk. You're going to have to join one of these gangs. Oh, or you could be a neutron. You're a neutron. We're going to beat your ass way more than anyone else, but we'll leave you alone. 
So right as it's might, they grab one guy, take him in. He's like, I'm going to be a neutron. They pull him into the cell. They start beating his ass. My next, all of a sudden, there's something on the phone. It's like, uh, Ken Fitzner, come to the door. Because there's no guards in there. They're in, like, the little door area, office, whatever. And they're like, oh, you posted, someone posted bail for you. And so I got out. I gave, They were begging for my bologna sandwiches and uh, toothbrushes. I passed them out. I was like a fucking king going out of there. Here you go. Here's a bologna sandwich. Here's some juice. Here's some fucking... Uh, a ra- not a razor, a fucking toothbrush. So those are two of my brushes, two of my brushes with the law. Don't forget your, your, um, the scoff law thing where you had the tickets and then you got the boot on your car. We had to wait for like hours. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good at paying parking tickets and Daryl had to help me out big time and we had to go. I had fucking, uh, what is that called, Daryl? Vertigo. Vertigo. And so I couldn't Holy even shit. walk. Yeah, and like I had to go pick up my car, and it was like that's a whole fucking story. I mean, it'd be too long to tell all of yeah. these stories. It's... So that's Cook County Jail. Yeah, yeah, that was it was fucked up. Like it, it did it quite. It, I didn't do any. I don't think I committed any crime in quite a while after that happened. That was pretty fucking scary. But I did, yeah, many times have gotten the boot on my car because I just don't. Fuck these politicians and paying theirs. In Chicago, you get a ticket for everything. <laughs> oh, Fuck yeah, them, yeah. yeah. So I've gotten a couple boots, and one time Daryl uh, had to drive me. I had fucking vertigo, and he had to drive me to the pound or whatever, wherever that place is that you pick up your car. The impound lot that's over there. It, oh, it yeah, was impound. like It was like the sm- fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> we walk in. And there's two people in opposite ends of a fucking table, like a a trailer, and you go up to the one, and they're like, yeah, we're here to pick up my car, and he's like, well, you have to go see that lady over there who's literally, like, ten steps away. We go there, she's got a fucking computer, it's got that, like, the green screen, the monochrome, (laughs) and they got files, it's like 1982. Yeah, it's like uh, not even hooked up to the internet, it's just a database. <laughs> yes. And if that thing goes down, then everything's fucked. They had like, <laughs> they had, they had like data cards that were all punched out, punch cards ahead. Oh, yeah, like yeah, punch yeah. cards, like from the fucking 60s. And so we go there, we take care of that, and it's like, well, now you gotta go back to that guy. And we go back to that guy, and he like takes the paper puts it in, like, a fucking file, and she comes and gets it. <laughs> and it was the weirdest fucking thing ever. And then you tell the girl about what happened. So, we so we're there, out. and it's like, so it's like, it takes hours for this back and forth to go to this thing. So we're like, okay, we finally get out, and we go to get his, uh, you know, car, and we're at the lot, and the guy, we go up to the lot, the guy's just eating, like, out of a styrofoam plate he's eating some meal and he's watching something on an ipad and i'm like okay i'm gonna go back to my buddy's like you can't go back there man i'm like why so no you can't go back there man you don't have a car back there i'm like oh like i'm gonna steal a car i was like okay i guess you're right i can't go back there but ken's walking he's walking with a real broad based gait and he's all wobbling and the guy goes is your friend okay man he drunk and i'm like no dude he's got vertigo <laughs> You know he's got vertigo, man. I'm like, uh, because I'm a doctor and he has vertigo. I know he has vertigo. That sounds like such bullshit. And Ken's car is like on the. I should have been drunk. 
other side of the lot. It's like way <laughs> on the other side of the lot. And he's walking around and he gets over there, gets his car, finally pulls it up. And the guy's like, yo, man, you can't go with that car. And he's like, wait, what's going on? You don't got a city sticker on that car. Your city stickers expired. Now we got to go back <laughs> into the trailer to get his city sticker. And it's like, I'm just laughing because it's like, we've been there for like three hours in the middle of the night. <laughs> I drove all the way from my house to get to Ken's house to go to this place. And it's just like, if we're not laughing, we'd be crying. And so we get a city sticker and he's like, okay, we get the city sticker. And he's got to go through this whole process of back and forth to get the city sticker. He finally gets it. And it's like, okay, dude, you can't really drive your car back. He's like, I'm going to drive my car. And he gets into I'm like, you can't drive your car back. You can't even walk straight. He said, focus, focus on the lights in front of you. And that's what I did. And I made it home. What are you going to do? I drove behind you for a while. I was like, whatever. And I, was, I told you. Yeah, you for you, like you a swerved. couple blocks and you're like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I told you, if you swerved, I was going to hit your car. I said, if you swerved, I was going to crash into your car. <laughs> the thing. But it, was, it was just the most inane situation ever of dealing with bureaucracy to get oh yeah car out, which could have been dealt with if you paid the $500 worth of tickets you had on your car. I, you know, in defense, those <laughs> tickets came from a camera that's by a school and there was no school in session. It's supposed to be only on when school's in session, but they had it taken pictures at like 7 at night. So, by Lane Tech, actually, and so I, I just didn't believe in it, man. I, I, I guess maybe I should have. I better start have, living a clean life. Maybe this is the inspiration. One of these days. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like one of these days I'm going to start doing it too. But, you know, then I just not now. not doing it. Not now. Know. Yeah. Not now. Just let it be, man. Hi, Intruder Maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life, aside from taking out college loans or something. Yeah. Now, there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Stupid Rap Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh, didn't get canceled like everybody else's tours did. Uh, how about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains or medallions? And what about koozies? You know, like everybody likes koozies. Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa, depending on what you're drinking. Stupid Red Merch Company can get all these made for you. Stupid Red Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff. They're still a small enough company that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs. Because, you know, everybody's got special needs. Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff. But chances are you're going to have some left over. Or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on a stuporedmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on a stupid merch company web store right now and uh, check out all the tight bands that are already on there. They got a bunch of them, like got uh, the Bomb Pops and like the Bad Cop, Bad Cop and stuff. It's all good. Uh, yeah, uh, all sorts of cool swag. And uh, right now. Right now, if you go on there and you, at checkout, you use the code PRISON, you can get 15% off all of the uh, Stupid Red merch branded apparel uh, at stupidredmerch.com. Go check it out. Stupidredmerch.com 
cosplayers. I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because, you know, you got to look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in, like, Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But, you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out their website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Hey, Elliot. Elliot. Yeah, what are you doing? You're looking at people. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look like what? he's looking at people. It looks like he's just like, hey, everybody, look at my butt. Yeah, he's looking at the window because there's we have all this construction going on outside. Oh, house, yeah. So, um, and he's like, just in this mode of like, hey, let me just defend the house. But he's on my lap, like it's a 75 pound lap dog. It's like, come on, man. It's like ridiculous. Out yeah. of control. Out of control. Ken Ken had to go pick up his kid. So he, you know, he had to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he, he was running from the cops, actually. That's, <laughs> that's the whole thing. Yeah. From the cops. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, it's good training either way. You got to run for your kids. You got to run for, to the, from the cops. Something. It all goes hand in hand. He's yeah. always running. He's always yeah. running. You know, dog, here, you gotta get, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> that was a good crime story, though. I'm glad you guys both got to chime in about it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and nobody <laughs> got, like, I mean, except for the stories about a couple guys getting beat up. I mean, nobody got, he, like, he got, he too barely bad. got out. He got out just in time because it was, yeah. there was the whole thing. If he was going to have to either join people or the folks or be a neutron. Oh, yeah, that's he, right. It was the end. He, he had a sandwich too. And some guys were like, that's my sandwiches that gave him a sandwich. Um, but it was, it was, you know, being in jail was not the, not the experience that he expected. It's not like <laughs> stir crazy. It wasn't, you know, comedic like stir crazy where you got, you know, one of the best movies ever, but he, he's, you know, Gene Wilder, yeah. Richard Pryor. Yeah. It's not that. It was, it was jacked up. It was just <laughs> completely out of control. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. It was, uh, Prepare for the worst day of your life. <laughs> yes, basically, basically, it's a thing. So yeah, I mean, it, it, so yeah, I mean, the true crime stuff, like I said, it's it's the tragedies of people, and it's always somebody looking out and going, you know what, my life isn't as bad as that one. I didn't put my kid in the microwave. At least I mean, I'm not gonna take away their kid's iPhone and maybe oh, spank yeah. them on the hand, but I didn't put them in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. was there one where some mom cooked her kid in the microwave or something like that? Probably, of yeah, from a diff, like some some true crime podcast or something. Yeah, like some mom oh. put her put her kid in the microwave and cooked their kid. I don't know how that happened. It's like, but 
And, you know, then <laughs> but, 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 I mean, it's like, whatever. It's like, that's, that's, I don't know how you, know, you even have a microwave that big and then right, have that's also, what I'm and then have problems with your kids. It's like the problem right. is with your kids, lady. It's your fucking microwave. It's too goddamn big. How the hell do you have this gigantic, you know, microwave machine? Less money on microwaves, more, more on money your on your kids. Yes. Or like, you know, more time at least with your kids, maybe. Right. I don't know. Maybe, I don't maybe. know. Maybe it's a I don't know that person, but she still, like, like, it like seems like she's pockets. making bad decisions. Yeah, ten thousand hot pockets to cook at one time is like that's come on, come on. Take your kid, not the hot pockets. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. That big for all those hot pockets. Come on, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just a bit ridiculous. But no, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I digress. I'm just going back to time shows. But no, I'm I'm cutting into your stuff for Oh no, I ain't got no stuff. My stuff is to talk to you about uh the bow weevils and uh exactly. how great you guys are doing. You guys uh I'll probably gonna put this out next week. You guys got anything coming up? Um, you know, in August we have uh, a show we're playing out in uh Ranch Cucamonga, California, our old label Doctor Strange from way back in the day. Uh, yeah. Doc invited us out to do a show. Um, we're going to be playing with the adolescents, which is one of the bands that got me into punk rock, actually. Oh, hell yeah. Amazing thing. Um, so we're doing this show out in Rancho Cucamonga, kind of a one-off, kind of out there for Dr. Strange. Um, and it's going to be awesome. I mean, we're just excited about flying out to California and getting out there. We did a little East Coast, a West Coast thing, God, like six years ago, seven years ago. And um, we got to get back out and do the West Coast again. We got to do the East Coast again. Um, we got to do a lot of things, you know, we're having these opportunities pop up now because of the new record, which I think are just amazing. And like you talked about earlier, the, the big thing is trying to figure out the scheduling for it. You know, I, somebody sends me a, a, a idea like, Hey, let's go do this. And I'm like, man, I got so much other stuff happening at the same time. I got not only my profession, which is the one big thing, but it's like my family life, you know, my, my wife and kids are super important oh, yeah. and trying to get, you know, to make sure that those priorities, because those are my top priorities, are taken care of, makes it sometimes difficult to to do stuff. So, um, you know, they are pretty understanding about things, which I find to be amazing. If you don't have these understanding people with you, it makes it really difficult to yeah. plan a band. I mean, what what what? Who's so understanding? Like that you're trying to oh, like your job and everything, and you, no, well, they are too. But my family, I mean, that that's yeah, the biggest yeah. thing is having these understandings about how to allow you know, the ability to, to live this life and play in a punk rock band at the same time. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's, it doesn't like, like Ken was saying, it doesn't pay the bills, but what it does is it definitely fulfills a big part of my soul to, to allow me to do this and, Absolutely. and, and, and play. It's, it's just, it's just fun. Um, so finding out the, the, the right opportunities that are, are, setting all the you know stars aligned and everything else to allow us to do things it's like that's crazy i mean if if, if you know if the descendants suddenly said hey we want you to do some dates with us i would move hell in high water to, to do that. <laughs> that, that's, that's the thing yeah. and you know i mean if bastard Truder asked us to go of course i'd move hell in high water to do that. i mean that's the thing it's like <laughs> you, have, you have to find the the things that are are how do you move your priorities around and um you know, I, I never want to take away from my kids, my wife, you know, my health, those kind of things yeah, are yeah. important. Um, but I, I, I love 
playing in a band. You know, I can't, I can't say I'm never going to do that. I'm always going to find some way to be creative and to play music. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's, we're getting all this stuff that's coming in because the record is out there and it, it's been doing really well. I, I, I'm really proud of it. And, you know, Ken would have said the same thing that, you know, we're so proud of this record and people are out there listening to it and Red Scare has been behind it. Um, it. It's been just this really eye-opening experience. You know, we hadn't had a record out in 28 years and now to have all this kind of hoopla behind it is, is amazing. It's, it's like experiencing it all over again, like being in a punk rock band from the very beginning and yeah. starting over in some senses, which is cool. Hell yeah. That's that's wonderful. And I'm I'm glad you're having that experience because uh, you know, it's it's gotta be different from the nineties and like the, you know, uh punk rock kind of blew up, you know, for a while and now it's yep. kind of evened out or like it's just not what it used to be. But you yeah. know, if you still if you can still draw a crowd and fucking have a good time playing for some people, you know, then that's that's all you kind of need these days right and that's kind of you, you have to really look at it from the standpoint of what is it what does it really do for you you know i mean they they're, they're mm-hmm. you can you can live off of it right people live off that of people do you know our friends do you know you guys and tbr do and, and sure. you know, yeah but, say, but, but the, yeah but they kept going forever you know like right. they, they, they right. i feel like the bands that are still going are like the ones who who just kept working at it for fucking ever mm-hmm. or the ones who hit it big right away you know right. there's always going to be those like big rock star bands who like whether it's green day or like anybody else who like came up you know through the ranks and just somehow happened to like write that one song that everybody loves and now right. they fucking get to tour forever and make a living doing that but you know there's there's a lot of bands who uh Either they took a break or they fucking uh, stopped, you know, or they stopped. Yeah, because it yeah. just wasn't enough. You right. Know? It's like the it's like one of those things when you start a band, you know, do you really get into it because you think you're going to hit it big? I mean, I think most people start bands because we enjoy. Oh, it yeah, because time, they have you know, to. That, yeah. Right. It's you know, like we just have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. And then it's then it grew, But then you start getting these opportunities that kind of pop up you know and then things get thrown away like when we were playing back in the 90s you know we had all these opportunities thrown our way that we had to kind of turn down because of my medical school studies and things like that you know where we were like hey you have opportunity to tour europe and do this like can't do that tour japan can do it you know and i i look at what my life would be like you know if i had done those things instead of kept pursuing my medical studies. I mean, it'd be a very different life. I would be yeah. sitting in this room right now with this dog on my lap, probably. You know? like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and who knows where it would have gone? It could have been, I don't know, maybe, who knows? In some alternate universe somewhere in the multiverse, you know, I'm just living off of music. Or um, maybe not. Maybe I'm, you know, robbing people. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah, you well, know? that's the other thing. <laughs> That's the other turn of the ticket. It's like, uh, hey, you want to go uh, to Japan? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I've been casing out this liquor store. It's, pr- it's like right for the picking. That's right. You you know, you're talking about like Fourth of July weekend or some shit. And I'm like, I'm like, that's fucking prime time, baby. Easy, easy I gotta go easy for pickings. it. You know, easy pickings, you know? And that's a passion too. You know, right? You know, yeah. pick, pick and stuff. So 
it is that that you know why you ask yourself the question why do you do something because you don't have to do anything really you don't have to do anything at all you can sit around your house and say i'm just going to sit back and chill or or you could find you know uh, a, a new hobby or something else but yeah. nothing everything you do is your choice and if you're doing it you have to say I love it, right? You know, even when there's something that comes out of it that doesn't seem to be the way you thought it was going to be, you have to, in the end, just go, it is what it is. I love it. You have no control over the outcome. You just yeah. control what you, your response to it and what you do. And that's it. So, For sure. you know, I, I, opportunities arise. Whatever happens, happens. I, I got to love everything that happens and every day, you know, because no day is guaranteed. No day is guaranteed at all. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure you know that better than anybody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. But no, I, I, I think that uh, you know the, the the things that we're we're engaged in as guys in punk rock, um, people that have been doing it for this long and are still doing it, there has to be something about it that you love. If you didn't love it, if it didn't bring you some semblance of enjoyment, you wouldn't do it. You'd just be done. You know, yeah. um, and, you know, you're right when you talk about bands that have been playing forever, 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 and have been doing it for all this time. It's like you give credit to that. It's like if you, if you pushed it out and, and kept going for this long, I mean, look at look at Keith Morris. I mean, look at Keith Morris. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and he's killing it still. That, that's my hero, man. It's like I, I, I've said in other interviews, I want to be that guy. You know, he's doing it at his age and I want to still do it at that age as well. And do it well like he is, you know, that that's living well um, from the standpoint of looking at the punk rock life in some sense, from the outside looking at it. You know, I don't know, I've not talked to Keith about it, but I mean, right, right. From my, from my perspective, looking at it, I'm like, that's ideal. That's perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, and so if, if you're going to be doing. Oh, stamp. I think we lost Daryl. No, Lost I think I'm back. No, here we go. Hold You're on back. Here. Audio's back. And video's back. You just switched yeah. me over to the other side. There we go. Um, <laughs> as I was saying, you know, it's like, you and, you know what? This, this, you know, you pilfered this Zoom from someone else. I think it's like, yeah, Zam or something you guys got or something. Zim Zam. Zim Zam Zoom. Oh. Zim Zam Zoom. It's like that. <laughs> this is the, the mass intruder version of Zoom. <laughs> we should start our own version of Zoom. Everybody you should. You might have to. And then you feel for people every, every, every five minutes, somebody's got to pay a little bit of extra cash to get yeah. it going. You know? You know, sign up for a different company. This. this one's ZimZam. This one's right. <laughs> Zoom with three eyes. <laughs> exactly. And so what I was saying, you know, it's, it's you got to love Zaloom. it. Zaloom. Oh. Zaloom. Zaloom. Yeah. Zaloom. That's that Zima. Zima, exactly. Who likes Zima? Just ask, you know. Oh. Who likes black and orange juice? Zima. Zima is delicious, by the way. You know, I, in the end of the, in the <laughs> You got an opinion about Zimi? Zima? Zima? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, in the beginning, yeah. when it came out as the clear malt beverage that it was, yeah. It it kind of was like, oh yeah, this is cool. This is the future is here now. And you know, <laughs> it's, 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 just, it's like, you know, you see in all those 
movies where they have the dystopian future where everybody lives in the dome city. They got the clear <laughs> That's it's, true. It's, that's uh, true. It's, that's, it's, that's, that like, was what that was supposed to be. <laughs> it was like clear Pepsi and stuff like that. Everything was like clear. It's like, that's right. The future is now. It's <laughs> clear. And, and then Zima, you're like, ah, yeah, I, I, I can get on board with this. You think. Then yeah. you're drinking it and you, you stomach it. You're like, oh, yeah, this is. This is good, and you know it's shitty. You know it's not good. You're just like, it's the future. I have to accept it. Well, it's the future. <laughs> I feel like because uh, because they brought it back for a little while in the they states, did. but I don't know if it's still back there because I haven't been back in a while. And they had the other flavors to it, like they had some oh really? Wow. Yeah, it was like you get the original, and you're like, this is bad. And everybody kept saying it tastes like a Jolly Rancher, blah blah blah. No, it didn't. It didn't taste like that. It's like, don't lie. It, it was yeah. it was just well, I, good. Yeah, I remember people saying you got to eat a Jolly Rancher when you drink it, and then it tastes right. really good. And I'm like, I think the Jolly Rancher tastes delicious, and this <laughs> right. was just like, whatever. Uh, but, but I had it in Japan when we toured there, because like, uh, we toured there before it got, it came to the U.S., and yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I think it's delicious. Right. Because, and you it's, know what? because yeah, it's in Japan. So I'm experiencing <laughs> weird shit. And I'm like, I don't even know. They had all sorts of weird drinks there that I didn't know what they were. But I was like, I'll drink it. Why not? Yep. I'll find yep. out what this is like. And then and uh, the was future, one like, of them. Yeah. The future is now. You were like, the that's right. Is now. And you were like, yeah. oh, man. And then you come back to see like, Dude, I had this drink. You guys wouldn't believe, man. This clear malt liquor. It was like the best you ever had. Called Z. You're never going to see. It's only in Japan. You guys don't know anything about this. The next thing it comes over, you're like, oh, shit, here it is. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, man, it's all, it's all American now. It's like, God, this is, I guess it's good. Uh, so it's, this drink is narcissistic. It's fucking shitty. It thinks it's good, but it's <laughs> fucking narcissistic drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a perfect, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zima is the perfect narcissistic drink. It, <laughs> it is. It's, it's I, wonderful, but it's terrible. You know, I thought it was good when I was younger. Then I had it again when it came back. And I'm like, oh, this was shitty. It was not. It's yeah. Not I feel like you it know. tastes like Diet Sprite. I don't remember. If, if, I guess Diet Sprite that had like a sock put into it or something. Like, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a, a dirty sock with that. No, that's more like more, you know, just drinking. Dirty socks and everything. Oh, you're from Malort country. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's it's uh whatever. I think it's a definitely a uh, a ruse. I mean, no, you know what? I, I get I, I, I get like uh whoopee, like that that shake up your spine just thinking about it right now. That happened to me. Just it, like you, it's a visceral response that you have to that that your body knows. Yeah, you mentioned it. It's like suddenly you get this flashback. So like, oh man, blah, blah. then a story comes out of that. Well, oh, I'm Morton. The next thing you know, I was you know in Cook County Jail getting a, a you know, <laughs> chlamydia test. The that. next thing, yeah. you know, the next thing you know, this guy Daryl from my favorite band, the <laughs> Bull Weevils, was operating <laughs> on me. Right? It's like what the hell? It's like how this happened? Malort, dude. It's all Malort. That's yeah. what happened. And I'm drinking it too. Right. I'm operating on you. It's like that, you know. Kind of <laughs> I'm drinking it too. Hey, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Open up. Oh, street doc time. Street doc time. Time to put it in. Try to tidy you ready. 
you know, but no, it's, it's that, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I, I remember people introducing that, you know, like I was like, no, no, no way, not at all. And then it's weird. Cause after, you know, a, a period of multiple exposures, to Malort, it doesn't start to bother you as much when you have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, that, that, you know, it happens to us anytime we're in Chicago and we used to go there a lot. And uh, yeah, every time it's like, oh, we got to do some Malort. And you're like, do I really? No, yes. I was like, I know I don't actually have to, but I will, I guess. And then, yeah, eventually. And so one time somebody says, like, oh, it tastes like grapefruit. And I was like, oh, yeah, it tastes like a yeah. shitty grapefruit. Right. Grapefruit that's been ground into the earth multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, fermented and just yeah. horses, and maybe a rat has put a nest into it, and then you know, Mother Earth yeah. has then regurgitated it somehow, saying, This Make is some not more rat babies, yes, yeah. not belong in me, but we'll make you have this now, it is now yours to drink. Yeah, it exists in the world, and it won't kill you if you don't only drink a little. So, right. uh, here you go, so you need to build up your resistance over time and gather it so yes it, ugh, I, it, thinking about it too makes me but then when you get it you're like oh okay it, i i'm accustomed to it so it's not so bad but, I, I, but if you i'm not going to just go off and grab it unless we're sponsored by the lord then of course well it's the best thing ever absolutely i, mean, I love that stuff it's the greatest it's, i serve it to all my friends and bands yes my god it's like how now could you not lord i mean it's all good Please, yeah. that's right. Every day. Mm, it's that's a medicinal. right. It's a medicinal. It's a it's a medicinal. I'm a doctor. It's medicinal. Well, it's, yeah, it's medicinal. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's not, that's like going to the past. That's not going to the future. Well, that yeah, is the past. Well, that's, that's right. That is. The Lord is the past. That that's right. <laughs> we we did the full circle here. It's, it's the future and the past. You got. My Lord on one end and uh, Zima on Zima the other. On the other. Yes. Zima, like, which Rocky. came out how many years ago is, on, is the future Ooh. still? In the 90s. So there you go. Back then, Buck Rogers was drinking Zima in the 25th century. You know, That's right. Him, he didn't even know what it was. He was just like, he just drank it and it said, Saloon. Yes. And Dr. Th- Dr. Theopolis was like, this is medicinal. Drink this for you, Buck Rogers. And so make a reference to the bad show from the 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is just degenerated into. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the, those. That's what that's what happens. <laughs> Did you have any other like interview question? We're just going to talk crazy. I mean, I can talk crazy. I mean, we we're talking crazy. I don't really have anything else to ask you about. I mean, you you guys did a really good job of covering it. We got to the crime story. I really wanted to ask you about like the history of the bull weevils, which we got into, and uh, you know, you being a doctor and everything, and uh, you know, that's 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 kind of it. But uh, hey. you know, if you have any more thoughts, I would love to hear them. But uh, otherwise, yeah. you know, we're good. Fun times. I mean, this was fun. I mean, it was like one of those things. Our, our the, the technology agree. was killing us. I mean, we were loving oh, yeah. technology. <laughs> the technology was a little fucked up, but a it, little, it a little off. It was technology was a little malorty. It wasn't. It, wasn't, <laughs> it was definitely it wasn't not Zima. No, not future. It was not Zima. It was not future. It was not at all. It was 
definitely the past. See, that's the thing. Of- we got to buy that branding and then we make a like a OS system called Zima or whatever and right. say like, hey, this is the future and everybody will buy it because they're like, of course it is. It's Zima. It's, it's clear. I mean, it, look at this. It's, yeah. it's clear. Definitely that's this right. is the future thing. It's like, you know, that's the future is all about clear, you know, just white suits, shaved heads, and walking <laughs> around, you know, and music, yeah. all, all music synthesizer music, everything synthesizer, nothing else, yeah. nothing else. That's the future. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and the cars always make that noise when they go by. Yeah. And tube system takes you everywhere, you know, just, you know, then you got your little crystal on your hand that tells you it's your time up and, I mean, little Logan's run there for you. It's like it all goes. It all comes back to bad movies. It's all <laughs> comes back to bad. Those are the best ones. They're, they're the they, most they, thoughtful. They are. And, you know, the funny thing is, I mean, being movies, I was having this conversation today with you know Dennis from '88 and you know JBO here in Chicago. I I was I had to put out the top three time travel movies because time travel is such a bad thing. Speaking of Malort and Zima, um, which will both make you travel to time. So I, I have my top three. Time the worst stories. or the best? My best. Best. Because time travel can be really, really crappy when you oh, start yeah. getting into the whole thing about it. So I have my top three. My top three, and I'm going to hear yours. My yeah. top three are 12 Monkeys, Looker, okay. and Time Bandits. Oh, shit. Those are your top three best or worst? Those are my top three best time travel movies. Those are pretty great time travel movies because i know people say back to the future but there's a lot there time travel you know has this whole thing where there's you know issues with paradox that gets thrown in and when they have the paradox how do you deal with the time paradoxes in there yeah yeah. i think 12 monkeys does a great job of that so does looper and i think time bandits is just an amazing movie when it comes to time travel oh for sure yeah yeah all of them are. I mean, Time Band, it's, it, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, so I don't remember it too well, but it, I just remember it being a, like a, a great, like, what the fuck is happening kind of adventure right. movie that could only be made in the, like the early 80s. And t- only Terry Gilliam could do something like that, which is like yeah. just good. I mean, it's like, that's a great, it's fun. It's just a fun movie all around. It's like, that's the thing. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I so do you have your top three? I mean, you have your time. We're talking about time travel. We oh, Jesus. Well, the thing is, I never really thought about this. I like time travel movies, but, you know, it's like I'm I'm going to be pretty like uh, mainstream when it comes to this. I would probably say, you know, like Back to the Future, the OG yep. was is probably one of my favorites. Uh, uh, what's Oh, I just thought of one though. Oh, mannequin. I would throw that in there. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and because that's like a reverse time travel, right? Because yeah. she like becomes a mannequin, but it's also got weird sci-fi stuff where she's like, I'm gonna go to the future, but I'm not just gonna <laughs> go to the future, I'm gonna be a statue in the future. <laughs> sometimes, just sometimes. <laughs> if nobody's looking except for this guy, I'm trying to. Right, then uh, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how that worked. Um, that's, that's I, two. 
I mean, uh, Bill and Ted's Great Adventure. Uh, yes, Bill and Ted's is good too. Yeah, Bill and Ted's Great Adventure. That's not what I wanted yeah. to say. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, that's a good uh, one too. It was, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if, if you're getting into the sci fi of it, it's probably pretty bad, but it was a great adventure. I'll yeah, say that I'll for that. sure. Yes, I'll give you that. As, as a movie. I mean, when you, when you get into the whole paradox stuff, I mean, you can talk to like, X-Men Days of Future Past and stuff like that, which actually oh, the yeah. X-Men always screwed up time anyway. Comic book that's play. true. Definitely, I, would, I, I think that's a pretty good one when it comes to the time stream and how it gets all goofy. Oh, my God, my dog's <laughs> oh yeah God. we're yeah we're on a time limit again so uh oh yeah but uh yeah i like talking about you know movies and stuff yeah see next time you gotta talk just the whole movie <laughs> i should just do a movie podcast it's more fun hey, i mean everybody I'm, knows I'm about crimes I'm, yeah I'm, I'm game for that movies uh, are crime movies and all the heist movies that are out there what are the best well that's what i'm waiting for is somebody to pull out like when I say crime stories, somebody's just gonna like talking about, uh, you know, their favorite crime movie, which like, I'm like, uh, Smoking Aces or something like that, or which I love. I haven't even seen Smoking Aces. Oh, oh, that's a good one. You gotta check that one out. Oh wait, is that one of those like new? Jeremy Jeremy Piven is in it. Okay, you got yeah. um, Ryan Reynolds is in it. Yeah, I think I did a, see that. Yes, it's but a, I don't remember it that well. Oh, Smoking Aces is fun. I mean, it's, people think it's a horrible movie, but it, it's it's just cheesy fun. I love yeah, it. yeah, yeah. They're all they're all like hit guys, right? In the yep. in, and they're trying to get. They're all trying know, to get the Jeremy same Pippen's person bad. or some yes. shit. Jeremy Piven's good who's actually hidden in the hotel. Okay. So, yes. Okay, I think I did see that. I gotta watch Please that show. stuff again. Those 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 types of movies, like that's a whole genre, you know. It's like exactly. it's good stuff. Absolutely. But I mean, the, the, the greatest or like what some people consider to be the greatest movie of all time, The Godfather. That's a crime yeah. movie. Crime movie. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Heat. You know, you get like, you know, Heat. 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 Exactly. that's a great one. You know, that's Heat. a great movie. You know, To Live and Die in L.A. actually is a pretty cool show. I mean, I, I that's a pretty cool show. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds. Of, see, next time we're doing this, we're talking heist movies. Yeah, we're talking crime movies. We're talking crime. Yes. We're talking movies of the eighties and nineties and crime. All right. So here's the deal. I bad cop, bad cop is the only band that's done this uh, podcast twice. So they yeah. got bad cop, bad cop returns. And the next time they'll be on, it'll be uh, bad cop, bad cop, forever. <laughs> and then after that, it's bad cop, bad cop, and robbing. <laughs> that's good because that's the track that they're on they're on the batman track the og yes, batman track they are they are and they're so, great bad and great human beings by the way they're yeah awesome. it, they're awesome. oh i yeah absolutely i i'm hoping to have them back again soon for the for the back up back up forever but <laughs> uh i'm hoping to also have another sequel of somebody on this podcast so if you want to do it again maybe we call it uh I don't know if you just want to be Daryl or the Bull Weevils, but it'll be like uh, I don't know. Maybe we call this one the Bull Weevils Begin, and the next one is uh, <laughs> the Bull Weevils Rise. No, yes, no, no. there you go. The ba- the, yes, that would the be the Batman. third one. Yeah, the other Batman, and all of them are only Batman sequels. I got. I, I'm for that. I'm down with that. They're gonna have to make some more Batman movies. Actually, oh, no. Got, 
They got no. a lot of them. They're, yeah. they're, they're got a lot of them. We can pick. We they can keep pick. rebooting that shit, and it's uh, pick. I love it every time. You know, we can pick. We can pick. You got it. I'm ready. Yep. There we go. Batman. Yep. Bogles begins. Excellent. Begins. Yep. I'm. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Right. Hey, those were the dark nights. The dark weevils. That's know? right. The dark weevils. <laughs> so we're ready. <laughs> so we got it. This is this writes itself. You realize that, right? That's, that's right. You get creative minds and we do stuff. All right. That's all we are. <laughs> Dude. Dude, dog, what the hell, Elliot? <laughs> he will not get his I blood sh- out of your face. I, oh, I know. I like, this like, is where oh it belongs. God. This is where it stands now. Maybe he's oh, hungry. No, he's, he's, and he just like, you know, pay attention to me. Yeah. You know, pay attention to me. He's like, you're, you're in on there. That's what I time. usually do, actually. It's just, <laughs> hey, here's my butt. It's in your face. Maybe. Now you gotta pay attention to about it. Exactly. He's like, pay attention to me. Yeah. Pay attention to me. Elliot. On, Elliot, yes. I'm gonna let you uh get some attention from your buddy and uh <laughs> let you guys go. Uh it was great talking <laughs> to you, Daryl. And uh hope we get to, to actually hang out sometime. Yes, most definitely. Because it's too much comedy. We have too much fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. See you later. Later, dude. And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. You can hit me up on all the socials at Intruder Green or go to IntruderGreen.com for all sorts of cool stuff. The Intruder Green call-in line is plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the podcast. The Intruder Green podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, management by Anka Kramer, hair and makeup by Genevieve Sm- Smith, set design by Dylan and CeCe Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting Squeak Lights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Typebros. Why did somebody tell me my ass looks so big?